Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Thanks for being here. This is episode 28. Um, it is, what, June 6th now, 2021. I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. Mitch, what's going on? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Getting getting pretty psyched. Got a big race coming up. Um, actually, exactly a week from today. We'll chat about here briefly. But, yeah, man, I'm doing really good. Um, the weather is turning. It is. It's insane lately. So, just in, in a good way. It's been awesome, you know. And today was one of the first days I actually got out in the heat. Most of my most of my stuff has been early morning in the dark, and it's not too bad yet. You know, it's in the 60s, which is gorgeous. But um, yeah, it was it was smoking this afternoon, and I got outside and um, definitely felt it a little bit. But it's good because uh, you, you know you know you need to do that sometimes. I think so. But anyway, before we dive real deep into into um, some of that talk. If you're listening, thanks for listening. Thanks for following along. <clears throat> Again, this is this is episode 28. Um, so if you're you know if you're someone who just kind of started following along, feel free to to pop back to our website hillpursuit.com. You can access all the previous podcast episodes. So this one and 27 others um, on the website. There's also our daily blog where we just kind of talk about fitness, life, anything in between. Um, so that's a good opportunity for you to check out kind of what we're doing on a daily basis. So check the blog out as well, and then follow us on social media at Hill Pursuit, Facebook and Instagram. You can, um, just kind of see a little bit of insight into what we're doing for training and some advice that we have for some of our listeners. So if you're doing all that awesome, you can also send us an email, hillpursuit at gmail.com. We'd love to just have a conversation with you. So thanks for following along, checking us out, do all those things. And that's about it for the for the intro. I think I nailed that one today. I think I screwed it up last time. But anyway, um, real quick, last episode, we had a guest, um, Ken Rogers, our guest uh, for episode 27, built for this. He was attempting to set the Guinness Book of World Record for um, number of pull-ups in 24 consecutive hours. Mitch. You got a little summary for us. He's not with us today. So we did get Ken to commit to coming back onto the show and he will, but not today. So Mitch, a little summary. Let's not spoil everything, but I was just going to say first, you probably talked to him more than I did, but on four, I'm not, let's keep it very vague because we want to have him back on and he can go into the details of kind of what went down, but essentially he was, it sounds like he was also a very good, good start and um, some unfortunate events happen what about halfway through yeah yeah so let's keep it at that you know he didn't he didn't reach it right now and you know I was thinking to myself I would not doubt if he trains and figures some stuff out and mm-hmm. goes back at it again when when things happen I don't know oh, maybe, maybe not maybe not but um uh but that's okay we'll have them on and we'll chat maybe what happened a little bit more. I don't want to spoil anything or say what I think happened and it didn't. Like I said, you probably talked to him more, but. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'll echo that. Um, 
I don't want to really dive into it either because honestly, we, we spoke, but it was only for like five minutes. Yeah. It was, it was immediately after, um, he had to stop for whatever reason. So, Mm -hmm. um, I got a very raw and emotional, uh, explanation of, of, of what kind of happened. And I just kind of let him, you know, vent for a little bit. He wasn't like, he wasn't super down, honestly. Yeah. So he was in pretty good spirits. So um, that's a positive. And um, yeah, like you said, I'm sure he'll go back to the drawing board. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers. And again, I don't need to remember him because he'll come back on. And I'm sure, I'm sure he has dreams or nightmares about exactly how it went down. But right. um, he will, he'll share all those details. But he was, you're right, he was on a great pace. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll make sure we get him back on the show here in a week or two weeks, and and let him fully uh, explain. And um, you know, we want to just encourage him as well and um, build him up so he can he can get back and do this because he is gonna do it, and he was on track to not just beat it but destroy it. So I'm sure if he just tightens some screws here and there, he'll he'll be a fine tuned machine, and and he'll he'll uh, he'll get it. So. Yeah. Anyway, it's exciting. It's exciting to see um, that he's that close, and um, yeah, I'm excited to have him back on, and we will for sure. So stay tuned for that. That was um, that was a great episode, one of our favorites by far. So um, make sure you continue to follow along. We'll try to we'll try to give you like a a little bit of a date um, if we can, maybe like a couple days heads up. We'll post it in the blog again and make sure that you are aware that he's coming on, but yeah, that'll be in the near future. So, um, that's that. What have you been doing for training? You texted me a cool one today, but how's everything else been going? Good. I don't think we even talked since I found out I didn't draw a tag. Yeah. Um, talk yeah. about that. Put five minutes into that. What's going on there. Yeah. I got to, especially, yeah. um, so at first, man, I was, I was bummed. Uh, I came home. I, I wrote a blog about it. So just quick, brief explanation. I'm not sure how many hunters we have that listen or don't listen, whatever. So if you, some stays you require, you have to put in points every year. And the more points you put in over the course of time, the more likeliness that you are to draw a certain tag. Some places require a bunch of points. Some places require, you know, minimum. And we were working with an outfitter, great guy. This has nothing to do with him that we didn't draw. It's totally outside of his um, his realm. It's kind, of, it's kind of like you put in the drawing boards and whatever happens, happens. It's the chance you take. So with that being said, he said he never had this happen. So myself put in, my brother, my dad, we went in with, we bought a point last year. Essentially, he was like, oh, if you have at least one point, you will draw. So um, we ended up all getting emails saying we were unsuccessful in our draw, all three of us. So we've never had that happen, I don't think, with one person, let alone all three of us draw. And uh, I have a family member that lives out in Colorado as well. And my dad just talked to them yesterday. And I, I think they, they didn't even draw mule deer tags for, for a resident tag either. So I'm not sure if it had to do with the whole COVID thing. Maybe people that had a lot of points are now cashing back in that didn't go out last year. I have no idea. So... We had a few options. We had the choice of possibly trying to draw in June, the second draw, which is slim to none, which we're not going to do because we want to know that we're going to go somewhere. 
in the fall, we still want to get on a trip. So essentially we're just going to uh, push our trip back till next year, um, give ourselves a whole another year and uh, try to see if we can go somewhere else. Right now we're looking at a bear hunt in Canada. We've been there a couple of times. So take the bow up there and, uh, and go for it. So, you know, it's more time to shoot our bow, more time to train, get ready. That's how we're kind of looking at it. So get familiar with our gear, maybe work with the GPS is a little bit more. So that's where we're at. And I'm training for something else. It's kind of along the same course of training. And uh, like, I'm not going to disclose what that's for, but it's, it's some good stuff. And then, um, yeah, today uh, we, uh, I had a good session. I did a good warm up with a kettlebell, went into a 30 minute run. It was hot, man. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was roasting. And uh, came back, finished up with, I did four rounds of push-ups by 12 reps, TRX, rear elevated split squat, uh, lunge, and then I finished off with some TRX shoulder mobility work, like wise T's. And then I finished up with some mobility with a band, but trying to get that, trying to get their aerobic part of me back. So my right knee was a little jacked up. I don't know, I ran on the beach the other day, so. I don't know if that had to do with anything. So, how'd the run go? What you do for the run? And what, like mile wise? No, just I today. Just, what was the structure? You just go out and jog, or did you do some interviews? No, I just went out, got thirty minutes of work in. Got you. That was it. Yep. Nice. Trying to, I'm trying to adhere to what the program we had wrote, pretty, um, pretty strictly. So. Um, nice. Yeah, I like to hear that. I mean. <clears throat> the hunts postponed a year. I think that's like a, <laughs> that's a very common feeling for literally every athlete right now, you know, um, at least for anyone who's done any, any sort of like run race or, you know, in my case, triathlon or cycling or maybe even lifting meets or heck look at the Olympics, you know, yeah, exactly. Everything got pushed back one year last year so you know what what you experienced just now you know might have been a result of not drawing a tag but everybody you know everybody has been experiencing this as a result of covid so yes. it's a very normal scenario that you're in right now um so i think what you're doing yeah you know you're training for something else too but what you're doing is you have a plan in place that you that you built for this you're going to stick to that plan anyways um, because, yeah. you know, as they say, if you stay ready, then you don't need to get ready. Right. So you're in the process of just staying the course, adhering to this plan that we, you know, we put enough, enough time into that, um, you're going to see it through. And I think that's awesome. And, um, that's only going to better prepare you, um, to establish an even larger base, like you said, specifically of, you know, specifically aerobic. I mean, your base is fairly solid, if not very solid everywhere else. But um, yeah, this is just going to give you a way better baseline to progress even further. Um, yeah. Once we get back to that, you know, traditional 16 week, essentially you're a year behind. So, or sorry, a year ahead. Um, so yeah, this is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So we're going to, you know, you stick to this plan as best as you can and we'll keep checking in on it and, and, um, making sure we making sure we follow that progress, which is going to be awesome. So that's really cool. Um, 
Yeah, I thought I had something else. Maybe I didn't, though. Anyway, that's probably all I had. And then, just for me at least, um, I've been getting some really good ones in. I'm dropping my volume as of, basically as of today. I'm exactly seven days out from a half Ironman, which is a 1.2-mile swim, a 56-mile bike, and a 13.1-mile run. Um, and I'm feeling really, really good, really good. Um, up until basically yesterday, maybe a couple days before yesterday, my volume had just been increasing. Um, so I did have a longer workout yesterday, but it was a short, long ride. So it was only a two hour ride, which, you know, you might hear two hours. If you don't cycle often, you might think, geez, that's a long ride, but I've had some three hour rides already. And I'm going to be on the bike for three hours next week. So two hours is really, you know, about 60% of the volume, you know what I mean? It's not, I'm well prepared for well over three hours even, but, um, so anyway, yeah, it's a long ride, but it was a shorter long ride. That was yesterday. Um, and then today I just had, typically I have around like, comes out to about like nine, somewhere between nine and 11 or nine and 12 miles of running on Sunday. And today I just had a four, a 45 minute run which was, um, about five miles. So, you know, reduced volume there. It was a nice run. It was a tempo run. So I did a little bit of a warm up, cool down and tempo in, in my case, a tempo is about, um, an open half marathon pace. So I don't really know what that is off. So I use just a predicted pace. And my predicted would be about a 150 to like a 155, nothing mind blowing, um, overall half finish if it was just an open race. So that's about 830, I think. So I was running about 815 pace for about 20 minutes, which isn't, you know, nothing crazy, but got a little bit of speed, a little bit of speed and tempo work and, and some pacing in today, which is uh, valuable going into, um, a week from now, but what's also valuable. And I planned this yesterday with my wife. I said, for the most part, I, um, I do my, my training in the morning, but I said, look, tomorrow is going to be hot. I was talking about today. I said, tomorrow's going to be hot. I have to run in the afternoon. I have to feel this, you know, more than (laughs) I felt the heat before, you know, don't get me wrong, but it's starting to get really hot lately. Yesterday was close to 90. Today's close to 90. And I saw that and I said, look, I got to get out when it's hot, when it's hot. So I got out when, when it was hot and, um, I felt really good. It didn't bother me really. Um, my daughter has a little cough and I got some of it. So if anything, I just felt my breathing a little bit. Um, just like uh, almost like a, coffee nasally sore throat but um it with such a short run it didn't really bother me but um anyway yeah I felt good I'm glad I got out in the heat um big thing though in heat and I always do this when I'm training in the heat I always do this I check my weight before and immediately after to see how I'm losing and this might sound crazy to people, probably not to you, but in 45 minutes, I lost a little bit more than five pounds. And I know that's not, not crazy to you, but you know, with our wrestling background, we know, we know you can lose water that, that quickly, but 
for sure. What's a little bit scary is, you know, I'm going to be out racing for about six hours a week from now. Yeah. And if I'm, if you're not careful and you're losing water like that, you know, you're going to, you're going to hit a wall and not be able to get over it or get through it, you know, and there's a lot of nutrition prep that needs to go into next weekend. And, um, I'm looking forward to that. Like, I like that part of the sport, you know, most people think it's like a three discipline sport where, you know, you swim, bike and run, but, um, at least lately, I'm thinking it's more of a four discipline where you have to think about your nutrition and your fueling as well. Absolutely. So, but, um, anyway, I think this is a nice little segue I wanted to talk about today. Um, because there's, you know, even more than, not more than nutrition, but alongside nutrition, another important part of training and, and just sport and competition in general is the mental aspect, which, you know, I've been thinking about lately. And I think part of what I said to my wife yesterday about seeing how hot it was today and saying, you know, I need to get out in the heat. You know, I, it's almost one of those things where you, you just need to put yourself in a situation where, you're not as comfortable yeah. um, to just see how you're going to deal with it mentally. You know, you know, I'm 20 minutes in and I start my tempo and all of a sudden I start breathing heavy. What am I going to do? Am I going to stop and start walking or am I going to keep pushing through? What am I telling myself to do this? You know, all these little things that you don't think really factor into how your training session is going to go. Um, but it's very important, you know, this mental aspect of training and competition is just like super, super important. So um, I don't know, what do you think about that? Like, especially for, I can say for me, like I train by myself a lot. I don't know about you. So, I mean, you're shaking your head. So you train by yourself. That's a huge mental, that's a huge mental game associated with training by yourself. Like, how do you, how do you find the motivation to do it? Like what's, what's stuff that you say to yourself or, you know, what, what makes you, what makes you push so hard for an hour to two hours a day of training when you're just alone? Yeah. So my training, I do, I, tra I used to train a lot more on my own. And then the last couple months I've been training with, uh, I've been training with a buddy and then my brother sometimes, and then I been get, I got back in jujitsu the last few months. Um, so I have a lot of, a lot of, uh, I mean, jujitsu, it's kind of, it falls into the wrestling realm, right? It's very, you have a team oriented, not it's team oriented, but you have a lot of guys in the room, guys, girls, whatever. And, uh, but when you start rolling, it's very individualized. So a lot of the class is structured like a wrestling match for our wrestling practice. You know, you drill and warm up, drill some stuff, and then live open roll. And um, what did I, I think I ended up doing, and man, that's where, that's where you have the choice to keep going. So whether say if they put five minutes on the clock and just doing period after period after period, are you going to sit out the one period to catch your breath? Or are you going to put yourself back in and make yourself vulnerable? You know, it's easy to go in and, you know, be the top dog when you're rested and um, not fatigued, or are you going to make yourself vulnerable and go against someone that, Hey, they're, they're probably going to get the upper hand of you because you are winded what's better, you know, and, uh, and when you are in those situations where, Hey, I'm about to get tapped out, or if I, if I stop scrambling right now, 
I am going to lose my position. And that's one thing that's phenomenal. Yeah, you have that choice where it's such a split second moment where you think I'm exhausted right now. If I stop moving, I know I'm going to give my position up. Or you can make that choice to keep rolling, keep scrambling, keep fighting for a position. And I hate the thought, and I've done it. I, th I think we all have done it. I hate the thought, and I hate the feeling when you stop and you give up a position and you think afterward, like, why did I do that? Like, I showed yeah. weakness. But with that being said, like, it's a dichotomy where that's what fuels me to not want that feeling when I'm done. I yeah. think about that. Yeah. I was on my run today, and it sucked. And I was like, man, if I stop, I do not want to think I stopped on my run today. Yeah, I think I think we have to experience those moments where not necessarily we give up, but where we where we drop the ball mentally because yeah, yeah like if because if you don't experience that, then you're not going to really have that fuel to avoid that moment in the future. You know what Absolutely, I mean? Yeah. Like I I think of those moments all the time. Um, you know when you're pushing really hard or you know, you don't want to quit or you don't want to give up and you don't want to, you know, slow down or you don't want to run. Like there was a marathon that I attempted to run, not on no training, but I was basically in good, like half marathon shape. I wasn't in marathon shape. And I got asked at the last minute to like do this race with a friend. And I basically just had a big ego and said, okay, yeah, I'm just going to do the, a full marathon just cause I can. And again, I was in shape, but I wasn't in like true marathon shape. And I basically got injured and in like severe, severe, like cramping in my legs and like made zero forward motion for almost 20 minutes straight, like just trying to stretch out and stuff. Now that's not necessarily a huge mental breakdown. I guess I could have attempted to keep moving forward but that's a moment where I made a mistake we'll call it right maybe it wasn't mental in that case but um it probably was a little mental but um it, I think back to those moments where you know you make a mistake and whether it's mental or physical or in that case probably a combination of the two and though thinking back to how you feel in that moment definitely drives you to be smarter, to push a little bit harder, like you said, in that instance where you're about to roll and A, either maintain your position or gain a better advantage, or B, give up your position. If it's just one second, why not just keep pushing for one more second? You yeah. know, if and the you more just... times and the more times that you do not give in to the to the weakness, I think that the easier it's gonna be. There's gonna be no question. I've been here numerous times, so let's go. Right, right. you know, mm -hmm. you, and if you if you hold on for that in those moments, you know, one second turns into two seconds, turns into three seconds, and before you know it, you've outlasted your opponent, you know, or mm -hmm. before you know it, you, you recovered without having to walk or stop on the side of the road or whatever, however you wanna think about it. But if you can just, if you can just move, you know, I'll talk about marathon example, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, <laughs> just keep that moving. You know, it might just be one step at a time. If you're at the point where you want to quit that marathon, but one step turns into two, turns into three, turns into a mile, turns into a mile and a half. And before you know it, 
instead of sitting around and walking for, you know, walking or stopping to stretch or whatever for 10 minutes, five minutes, you just did another mile, you know? So I think, um, the mental game and the mental discipline is, is definitely another, um, aspect of, of sport and training that, that it, we really need to kind of, kind of touch on a little bit. And I think we gave some good examples there. Um, in terms of, <clears throat> in terms of training, I know you said you got, you have some company now when you're, when you're training, but you know, are there moments where you're going into like a training session and you don't have anybody else or, you know, you were up until 12 or one doing something or doing whatever. And the only time that you had to train the next day was 4am or 5am and there's nobody meeting you, you know, at the track or nobody meeting you, you know, in the weight room, what goes through your brain, you know, to, to get out of bed or are there moments or times where you're like, you know what, screw this. I'm not training today. You know what, how, what's that look like for you? One, yes, I have, we all, and for me, I fall victim to, I'm not training today where I just, I give in. Um, yeah. I hate, I hate that feeling. I, um, but I don't think, I think anyone that says that they never have done that or don't do that is not telling the truth. Um, I, th I think no matter how mentally tough you are, I mean, we're all human beings. I mean, someone might do it less frequent than someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Um, and the more I think you make that decision not to give in, the easier it gets to make the right decision. But yes, I have, I have, and I still do make the wrong choice, but, um, and it goes back to what I said before, what, what puts me there is thinking how I'm going to feel if I don't do it. I'm, I'm like, I literally just gave in to not being, not holding the line of discipline and, uh, and falling short. And I hate that feeling. I, I try to think, what's that going to feel like? You know, if I get out of bed and I'm like, man, I'm tired, I'm sore, I'm achy. What am I going to feel like this afternoon if I let those little thoughts creep in my head and win? I'm going to feel like crap. You know, I'm not saying there's days where I wake up and, or it's a long day after work. I come home, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm fatigued. Where it's just, it's not being weak. It's just a good idea not to train. Like if yeah. I go to train right now, things might go wrong. Like it might've been a long day of work. It might've been a long week of work. I'm exhausted. My body is legitly beat up. And that's where it's like, it's okay. Maybe I do something different. Maybe I just take the day off and get back on, back on the horse tomorrow. That's okay. To me, that's not being weak. That's being smart. Um, yeah. And then too, I, I, always, I always think also like there's someone else out there training. You know, like there's someone out else out. This is how I think, you know, and it might be different for someone else. There's someone else out there trying to make themselves better. And, um, you know, why am I not doing the same? And you know, it's just, might not be the right way to think, but if, if other people can push themselves to crazy limits, like why can't I? I like the mindset. Um, I want to touch on this one. Well, a couple things. <clears throat> I like that you said sometimes it is a good idea to not train. Um, mm. And I don't think, you know, this isn't a, a topic that we're saying, you know, oh, you're mentally weak. You must train all the time. You know, that's not it at all. And I think I'm glad you brought that up and said it like that, because I think that reflects exactly what we're saying is, you know, be smart. Um, don't be, don't be too stubborn. 
that you're forcing yourself to get sessions in when, um, you know, when you're not physically up, up to that standard. Um, so I think, um, training smart is by far the most important thing. Um, what I, what I fear in saying that is that some people may hear that and, and then force scenarios into the, okay, well, I'm not up for it. So I'm not going to train, um, you know, into that, um, throw that into the category, that category, which I also want people to, you know, be mindful and yes, it's important to train smart, but don't force a random everyday scenario to fall into that category and then justify it by saying, well, I'm being smart and I'm not training because I had a little bit of my daughter's ice cream cone at lunch. And if I train, I'm going to get sick and my stomach's not going to feel, you know what I mean? Just yes. a scenario, something like that. But, um, <clears throat> so that's one thing, but I think that's an awesome point that training smart is by far number one. I think what you also said is the exact opposite of how I think, but it gets us to the same end point. So you said, um, you think about, so your motivation is you think about how you feel if you don't train, how crummy you're going to feel, um, throughout the rest of the day. That's fine. And I think that's perfect. And that's great motivation for you. I just, I took a note of that. I, I typed a note because that's literally the exact opposite of how I think I think about how am I going to feel after this is done? Yeah. So you think about how you're going to feel if you don't do it. And I think about, okay, how am I going to feel after this is over? What's so the, what's the saying? I hate to lose more than I love to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the scenario for me that I just gave you was actually a scenario I just had, and I'm not sure I made the best choice, but I did modify in real time. So I'll share quickly, but, um, I was up really late recently and had a, had a long day. And, um, the only time I had to train was like ridiculously earlier, early the next day. So didn't sleep super well, didn't get a lot of sleep, but I still got up because what motivated me was, okay, I know I'm tired. Um, but getting this in, I'm going to feel better mentally that, that one, I got my workout in and two, I'm going to have that exercise high. You know, I'm going to have all those endorphins released. I'm going to feel better and have more energy to get through the day. So did I still do my workout? Yes. Was it perfectly smart? No. But what I did do in real time is I modified my workout. I didn't, I didn't work at the exact intensity and I didn't work quite as hard as I would traditionally. You know what I mean? So I still got the session in and I was mindful of how my body was feeling and how much sleep I did not get. So I didn't overdo it physically, but I still felt good afterward. And I didn't feel overworked, overtrained, overly fatigued throughout the rest of the day or the next few days. So, um, you know, there's a fine line. Um, you have to, you know, you have to, you have to flirt with that line. I think, I think it's a healthy, <laughs> it's a healthy thing to do is push, push your limits. Um, but if you do that too often and you slip up and make a mistake a couple days in a row, you're definitely going to feel it. So, you know, if you don't get a whole lot of sleep, but you still want to train because you're somebody who mentally needs to, that's fine. 
but maybe just adjust your training session a little bit. You know, don't try to hit 90% that day. Don't try to hit 85% that day. Um, get your session in if you need to, if that's going to make you mentally feel better throughout the day. Um, but just adjust accordingly, you know, be in tune with your body. And that's not, I think what you said earlier is perfect. That's not something, you know, right now you have to make some of those mistakes. So then you can learn from them and then figure out, okay, look, I got three hours of sleep. I can still train, but I can't train this hard. And this is how I need to adjust, you know? So you have to make some of those mistakes. I think whether it's a mental mistake or a physical mistake, you have to make some of those mistakes in order to learn um, what your body can deal with, you know, in some of those more compromised states, right? Yeah. And I think it's true for training and anything in life. You have to put the time in, the effort in for a long enough period and push the limits to figure out what works and doesn't work. You know, if you've been training a week and, you know, oh man, I, I feel like crap today or I feel awesome, I'm going to push it hard, you know, do it for a long time. Do it for, and like, I'm, you and I were, we're not, we're not 18 anymore, but we're not old either, you know, and I definitely have way more years ahead of me training than I have behind me. So I'm still learning. And, but I think the more time that uh, I learn, and this is the awesome part about the, uh, the six inches between your ears is it's individual to everyone. You know, you, you, we just heard it for you and I, it's, I have something that motivates me. You have something that motivates you and keeps you going every day. And, um, that part's awesome, but you on the same token, it's, you know, I, I think it's everyone can develop their own way and keep pushing. You got to push the line to know when it's okay and when it's not okay. And you said it perfect that sometimes you're going to screw up. You're going to make the right call. You're going to make the wrong call and that's all right. Just get back on and keep rolling. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think a big thing too is, uh, you know, have getting, having the parts where, you know, you have to face some humility, like I talked about earlier, where in like jujitsu or you're in a triathlon where, you know, sometimes you fall flat on your face. I think those are the times that you learn the most. And I think those times give you confidence as well when you come back and you, you know, hey, I just, man, I got rocked tonight. Like I was, I could not pass any positions. I mean, I couldn't hit 90% on my squat today. All week was absolutely horrible, but you came back on next week and things were awesome. I think that gives you that much more confidence to know that you push through a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's sweet. I mean, I think, I think I like what you just said. You got to push the line so you can learn where the line is. You know, like you don't know where that line exists for you because it is so individualized for everybody. So, I mean, that's training. You have to push the line, push your limit to figure out where it is so you can learn from it make some mistakes, learn from those mistakes, you know, um, face humility, learn from it, get some confidence moving forward. And, and, you know, it's fine to make, make these mistakes and, and push the limit too far, but if you're not learning from it, then it's not fine. Right. Do you think the line can move? Do you think that line you create can move up or down like for good or for worse? So I think that line exists physiologically, uh-huh. but mentally, you can definitely move that line. Yeah. I think we all have, we all have a physiological line, but we don't actually know where it is. So our brain will tell us that it's, that it's somewhere. And then you push that line and then you reach it. 
and then your brain's going to tell you it's actually somewhere else. And then you push that line and then you reach it. Um, it so come back down. I think it could come back down. Um, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that line, I think it moves, um, it moves mentally, I feel. Um, and to a certain point it'll move physiologically, but like you said to where we're at in our lives, it's not coming down. Um, mm -hmm you know, we could make some serious mistakes and overtrain and, and never learn from our mistakes. And then, you know, I guess get injured and sure the line comes down, but, um, aside from those scenarios, yeah, our line's pretty darn high and we probably can't even sniff how high it is. And that's the whole point of why we're, why you, you do what you do and why you train. And, um, you, you want to learn a lot about yourself, learn about your limits and, you know, this doesn't apply just to the hour that you put into the gym every day. This applies to your life. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you learn about yourself in training and that applies to every, everything you do. Um, the confidence you build, um, in the, in the gym applies outside the gym applies to your relationships, your family, your job. Um, so absolutely. You got to learn, you learn where these lines exist and you got to push these lines so you can, um, continue to just better yourself, become a better human, become a better husband, a better, a better father, a better, um, you know, worker, a better, um, role model for, for people around you. So anything yeah. agreed. Yeah, that was a really cool topic. I'm glad we dove into that. We got a little off topic at the beginning, but that was a sweet, you know, mental, physical, um, discussion today. So, um, we'll kind of wrap it up here, but, um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you continue to follow along again. We, this is our 28th episode, all 27 other episodes, including this one actually too. So all 28, you can find on the website, hillpursuit.com. The podcast is on Spotify, Podbean and Google podcasts. And you can find a link to all that on the website, but um, check us out on social media as well. Facebook, Instagram at Hill Pursuit. And if you want to start a conversation, like, subscribe, comment, or send us an email, hillpursuit at gmail.com. We would love to talk to you guys. Um, what else you got, Mitch? Anything? That's anything. That was a fun one. I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. So if you guys got anything, you know, throw it out there. We'll, we'll uh, throw it into a podcast, throw it into a blog, and, and uh, give, us, give us some topic and, topics and give us some feedback, and we'd be happy to, happy to chat about it. So thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you later.